Hello, Ms. Kapow. Well, hello, Brother Kapow. This is Freedom Friday, and it's August 30th, 2019. Can you believe it? It's going to be the first here really soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we have the 31st and then the 1st. That's crazy. Welcome to Freedom Friday Fuji Hour, where we uh, talk about current events, what's going on in the news. We'll take a couple of headline stories, give it a spiritual perspective, a spiritual run-through, so that you may be edified to some manter. Did I say yeah. manter? Yeah. I meant matter. <laughs> I said manter, like banter. Well, it's a new word. It is a new word. It's actually an old English word. <laughs> I just made that up. I like it. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but Dude. not too crazy, not too disgusting, just Nasty. regular disgusting for the world today. We're in a big, big, dark pit. Yeah, of we are. Caca. Yep. And I'm telling you, not just the world, but Christianity, the cultural Christianity. Woo! I'll tell you after the scripture reading what I've discovered here. All right. You know, what mm-hmm. I showed you, Ms. Capel. Oh, yeah. The other day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yep. Give it to him. Okay. Man. Today's scripture reading is going to be in 1 John 2, starting with, let's see. Let's see, 18. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, and we're going to hear about them on Freedom Friday. Yeah. Whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, and they might be made manifest that they were not of all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denies that our Lord Jesus Christ is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. And whosoever denies the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. And see, the problem is that so many people don't realize that they are Antichrist or they're listening to Antichrist doctrine Mm -hmm. because they've fallen prey to a substitute Christ, a pseudo-Christ that that is taking the place of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Mm -hmm. the Son of the Most High. And we wrote about it in Cheez-Its. We did, in uh, Christianity of Blasphemy. Yep, or Cheez-Its. And so when a person doesn't realize that the Jesus or Cheez-Its that they're listening to, either through a false teacher or preacher or pastor or false book reading belief or whatever, then they think, excuse me here, my microphone has been unmiked. They think that they're following Jesus and they're not, and they are going straight without passing go to hellfire. Because that's no bueno, and there's no gray area. There's no gray area with God. Black and white. Black you, and white. You either serve Christ and know Him and know the Father through Him, or you don't. And it's a very small, narrow gate, and few find it. That's just the fact. Now, what I've discovered here, just 
recently is we all know that there's a lot of antichrist ministries out there. Mm-hmm. And antichrist, you'll hear some people say, well, you know, it's like a pseudo Christ. And sure, it means that. But really, it's against Christ. Anti means against. And so even if they pretend they're a good ministry, they're a church, they do this, like Joel Osteen, let's just say, or mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. any of those guys, they pretend they're still anti-Christ because it's not the real Jesus they're presenting. It's a prosperity gospel. It's demons, doctrine of demons for tickling ears, and it's for you know spiritually stupid people right. that fall for that. So we all know they exist. I can I can sit here and name. All, all night, you know, Creflo Dollar, mm-hmm. uh, Paula White, you know, stupid I just said, you know, mm-hmm. Jim Baker, whatever, who's, a, you know, the reptilian face-looking guy, Copeland. Uh, Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, on and on and on, and that's what we, we're used to seeing. And then there's a whole new breed out there. Yeah. <clears throat> there's some dude named Todd White, you know, mm-hmm. he has that long rest, Rastafarian mm-hmm. hair. I, I don't even know where he came from. Strange, strange people. You got the, the whole Calvary Chapel of Raul Reese's son, yeah. um, Ryan Reese. I don't know his name. You know, the, the, the guy from Corn, And you got a whole new generation of weirdos out there that are antichrist and preaching antichrist. And a whole new generation that follows these people. Because <clears throat> unfortunately, they have tickling ears. Mm-hmm. They, they like them itched and they like sensationalism and they like the, the sugar and they like the cake and the candy, mm-hmm. but there's no nourishment there. And so they're going to die and they die off the vine and they will spend eternity regretting it. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a fact. Um, not only the false teachers, but those that follow them. But what I've noticed uh, just this week is, you know, now and then I, I, I get out of my little world here and I, I look at what, what's out there in Christendom, because mm-hmm. as most of you know, Ms. Kapow and I are totally out of it. We haven't attended uh, a church in years. Yeah. Uh, we don't go. We won't step foot in a in a false system. I just we won't put ourselves under that under that. That's us, but we don't do that. And so, the longer you're away from it, the more you can see mm-hmm. the the error. You're not under that system. You're not under that that leadership and that authority, and you're not subjecting yourself to something that's false. You only answer to God, to Christ, and his word. There was a word. <clears throat> and um, I'm not giving an excuse that, um, you know, you could just be at home and just be willy-nilly. You have to dig- diligently seek God right. and Christ and his word. But we, we've taken ourselves out of cultural Christianity. We don't listen to the music. We don't do the church. We don't read the books. In fact, it's so silly now that we can't even, we can't even, you know, even pretend or do it mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, so now and then I get out of my comfort zone and go and look at some cultural Christianity. What's going on today? You know, like that Todd White guy. I never heard of him before. Mm-hmm. Like, Where did this weirdo come from? You know? Yeah. Um, but what we do, what we noticed, like on YouTube and stuff. There's fewer and fewer people there that are really telling gospel truth. Yeah, very few. Very few. I mean, a handful that we can discover. And But there's a lot, a lot of teachers out there. You know, years ago when I was growing up, you know, you had a church building and you had a pastor. And that pastor, if he was good, he would protect his flock. And not anybody can just come in and be behind the pulpit. He wouldn't share the pulpit with anybody. 
So if you had somebody that was a heretic or, you know, off base or, or, or preaching another Christ, that that pastor wouldn't allow him on there. You'd, in order to be in a church, you'd have to know somebody or know yeah, him. Yeah, you had to be Bible endorsed. And, yeah. Yeah. But today with the internet, anybody, anybody could go, I'm going to teach the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they just have a YouTube channel or a podcast. Everybody has a podcast now. And you could just start teaching the Word of God. Um, not realizing that the Bible itself, the scriptures say, don't seek to be a teacher because you're going to be held more accountable than anybody else. That's right. They don't, I guess they didn't read that part. Um, it's a heavy, heavy, heavy responsibility to preach the truth of the gospel and not go into error. You cannot lead the sheep astray and get away with it. No. Uh-uh. That's not, no, not, not going to happen. But we've noticed there's just a lot of people out there who just call themselves teachers of some sort, and they're teaching some something, either on YouTube or on podcasting, and um, they're totally unqualified. That's they're, right. they're ignorant mm-hmm. of the word. They say things that are not true, mm-hmm. um, and it's because they're they're willfully ignorant. They're mm-hmm. unstudied. They're unlearned, and it's it, there's a lot of people following these. And it seems like the weirder you are. The stranger you are, the more sensational are, the more people follow you because they like the sugar and the candy. Yeah, I think that's where the Christian world is right now. They like the entertainment. They like being entertained. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing I noticed is on, um, I I came to my attention on some of these Christian ministries I've never seen before, the darkness that some of them have. I mean, it's not like Joel Osteen anymore or Paula White or something like that or People pretending to be these these individuals. I'm, I'm talking about a couple of young men that I, I came across. Oh, they're across. very dark. When Brother Capal uh, showed me these things, they were they're very very dark. They're scary. They're you're really repulsed by it. They're Satanists. Yeah, they have all the Satan. I mean, blatant Satan symbolism on their um, backgrounds. I mean, blatantly. Yeah. They wear clothing that has blatant Satan symbolism. And they call themselves uh, some kind of a satanic name. Yeah, they'll call themselves they out of tattoos. Some, some they look evil. Yeah, and they'll take on a, an Egyptian god name or something, but yet they consider themselves Christian, and then they'll have other more established Christian men, book authors and radio hosts and other things, filmmakers, on their shows to talk about their sensational book and films and all that stuff. When these people are like cl- clearly devils. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen anything like In all my years of seeing Antichrist and Pseudo-Christ and Cheez-Its, this is a whole new level I'm seeing. A whole new level of out and outright Satanism. Yeah. Saying they're Christian. And it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's like that dude from Corn, you know, whatever his name is. <clears throat> you know, who, who kept saying, oh, he's a Christian, you know, and he's playing with and this, this satanic band. Yeah. He looks like Satan. He acts like Satan. And, but there's people that think he's saved, mm-hmm. and they're following this guy, yeah. the whosoevers or whatever. Well, what I'm seeing now are a bunch of young men who look just like him, and it's a proliferation of it now. Yeah. And they're talking about all the sexy, crazy stuff, you know, UFOs and aliens and you know, um, Bible prophecy, and they have no idea what Bible prophecy is. Mm-hmm. And it's just all sexy, let me get likes and subs, and it's just a whole new world out there. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it in music, too. Yeah. Isn't it Skillet? 
Yes, that's skillet. Yes, and um, they're they're playing with secular bands, satanic secular bands. They're playing. They're sharing the stage with these with all these Satanists. Satan Satanist bands. The thing is, is this skillet guy? The guy came out with some Facebook thing and. Um, you know, and everybody bought it like, oh, look, he's a good Christian. He came out mm-hmm. and he's saying, why don't we preach the truth? But if you do any kind of research on Skillet, you'll see that dude. They're he, not right. They're people. lying to you, man. That dude is is right there with all the rest of the Satanists playing rock and roll, pretending mm-hmm. like he's a Christian, man. It's this. It's just BS. You know, mm-hmm. and the only reason I say this is there may be a couple, couple of you out there who, who are not involved in that um, and, and you won't get involved in it. It's just a warning. That's all. Yeah. Take it for what it is. Exactly. It's just a warning. Um, like I always say, you know, uh, no one's blood's going to be on my hands for not saying something, telling the truth, and saying something, whether you like it or not. You know, that's why. That's what it is. So anyway, uh, I got on a little tangent there, but uh, first story. Speaking of apostasy. Ugh. You know, and this is what Paul says. You know, when Paul says to the Thessalonians, you know, don't let anybody tell you the day of Lord came already because it's mm-hmm. not going to come until at great falling away of truth. The Greek is the falling away of truth mm-hmm. comes. It, that's that's apost- uh, apostasy. Apostasy. So we call mm-hmm. apostasy. It's a great falling away of truth. And, and I used to always think it just had to do with Christians, Mm-mm. you know, listening to doctrines of demons and falling away from truth. But it's the whole world. Yeah, because the, the world has gotten dumber. They're dumb. They have no dumb. intelligence. And when they fall away from truth, they fall away from God's intelligence, his logos. Mm-hmm. God gives wisdom to men. God is the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And when people reject God, they rely on satanic knowledge and it's stupid and mm-hmm. that's why people really i'm not just saying that people in the world and christian dumb mm-hmm. have become more and more dumbed down yeah. they're really stupid humans now because in the last days before the coming of god there will be a great falling away of the great leaving of truth mm-hmm. and it's everywhere prophecy in the news yep it says here, a long-running Christian program airs a gay wedding. Uh, yeah, there's two men um, looking very gay, holding hands. Disgusting. Getting married. Uh, let's see. The show's uh, reformatting is meant to represent the Christian faith of today and all its different looks and appearances. That's the message from Ken Ham, who runs the show called Answers in Genesis and Ark Encounter. Wow. Uh, it's meant to represent the Christian faith of today. Is the Christian faith of the day any different than the Christian faith uh, 2,000 years ago? It is different. It shouldn't be. Well, no, but yeah, the rabbinical you know I mean? faith. Yeah, no. No. It's the but same, it but it, but yeah. No, but they change with the culture. Mm-hmm. They change with the culture because they serve a different God. That's right. They serve a God of mammon and power and riches. And self. And self. And they will spend eternity regretting it. There's going to be darkness mm. and wailing of teeth, gnashing of teeth and wailing forever. Boy, it's not worth it. No, it's not. Can you not. imagine that? No, it's not, not, not. Mm-mm. It says, God's words hasn't changed. What God clearly states about marriage being an institution, he ordained in Genesis. One man and one woman hasn't changed. God's word calling homosexual behavior a sin hasn't changed. Sodomy, let me tell you something, folks. Sodomy is demonic. 
Yep. Demons do sodomy. Demons do rape. Demons do child molestation. That's right. Demons cannot control sexual urges. It's demonic. Mm-hmm. End of story. It's not a. It's not an option. It's not a lifestyle. It's demonic. Sodomy, men with men, women with women, is demonic. Yes, it's perversion. Yes. Perversion. Now, the culture has changed as people have unhitched their worldview from the foundation of God's word. Sadly, many in the church have changed to accommodate the changing view, worldview of the culture. Yeah. It says, uh, oh, may, oh, I'm sorry, maybe the people at, <laughs> but we had answers in Genesis and millions of Christians stand like Joshua. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, demon Nephis, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the, the Lord, right? Amen. Um Here's the deal. I think I got it wrong. I think these are the good guys. I'm sorry, isn't it, then? Uh, Answers in Genesis and Ark Encounter are the good guys. So I'm not sure what long-running Christian program is airing the gay stuff. Mm. Oh, here here it is. Here it is. The BBC is being praised for premiering a same-sex wedding on a long-standing show. So I stand corrected. Forgive me, guys. Answers in Genesis... And Ark Encounter are coming against this. Mm, okay. They're not that ministry. I stand corrected. Forgive me. Well, anyways, Songs of Praise is a religious program that shows Christian hymns being sung in UK churches of varying denominations. The religious reality series that started uh, in October of 1961 wow. is one of the longest running series in its genre around the globe. And a show with so much history, religious culture, and international eyes on it have blessed us by acknowledging marriage equality for the first time. This week's episode included the wedding of Jamie Wallace and Ian McDowell, two gay uh, gay men from Scotland. The show covered the grooms exchanging the vows at Glasgow's United Reformed Church, swapping spit and grabbing each other's uh, buttocks. In addition, the musical aspect of the episode held political weight. There you go. With a Northern Irish choir being chosen to sing. With the country heavily consumed in marriage equality conversations. It's hard to think the choir's choice wasn't a politically conscious one. Whatever that means. But you have two gay guys getting married in a united reformed church. Mm -hmm. Which is Calvinist, by the way. We used to belong to a reformed church for for a few years. Yeah, Uh, It's a Calvinist uh, church. During the program, Wallace's mother said to her son, I always wanted to get married in the church. It means the whole world. His faith. His faith is very important to him ever since he was a wee boy. Yeah, I bet he was a wee boy. But but despite this happy occasion, there were moments of reflection on Christianity's oppression of gay love. Christianity's oppression of gay love. Yep. Jesus preaches about love, inclusion, kindness, compassion. Really? That's it. It just stops there. Yeah, a good lady who comes to this church told us in one of our discussions, people will change. And don't underestimate older people either. They just need to think about it, and they'll get there one day. One day they will regret every word out of their stupid mouth. Exactly, because when, God's word, his truth, does not change. It's exactly. the same today, um, yesterday, today, and forever. Yep, and someday they're going to go, um, 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 but Lord, didn't we, Lord, we were there when you, Lord, we did this. And he's got, I don't even know who you are. Get out of here. 
Mm-hmm. Where there's darkness, wailing of teeth, gnashing and wailing and nastiness. Um, I don't particularly fond of transgender people. I think they're mentally ill. But I do respect a transgender man who will come out and admit that he's not a female, uh, that he's transgendered. And so uh, he's, he might look like a female, but he's not. But he's not trying to deceive anybody yep, by it. He just says what he is. So I'll give him kudos for that. And he doesn't even try to change its name. No, no. So I appreciate that. Um, that's on the good side. On the bad side, that just means that they're not hiding anymore. Mm-mm. They're more they're and more They're blatant. Out. Yeah. And folks, if you, if you don't think you're watching the nightly news or TV or any major actor, actress, and you, you don't see that those mm-hmm. are dudes dressed as women, that's unbelievable. Those are dudes dressed like women. They're trannies. That's right. All of them are trannies. That's why they have the look that they do. They don't look like regular women. Mm-mm. Okay, this is from InStyle. It says, transgender model Teddy Quinlivan is the new face of Chanel Beauty. Chanel used to be a beauty... Um, Beauty products, look at, he has a little man body, see? Mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. his waist. Um, Chanel used to be beauty products and perfumes for women. But nay, nay, they have a, 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 a man is the new face of Chanel. Teddy Quinlivan is no stranger to fronting beauty campaigns. I, I refuse to call her it a her, it's a him. So, But his latest gig is not only a big career milestone, it's history-making. He, uh, he announced that he's the face of a new Chanel beauty campaign and is the first openly transgender model to be hired by the fashion house. The model shared news on Instagram with a video and a photo, along with a heartfelt message. Oh, how important it was for Chanel to hire it. He says, uh, I don't cry. I, I don't, I don't, I find I don't cry anymore when things are sad. <laughs> But isn't it interesting when we shed tears in moments of triumph? This was one of those triumphant cry moments for me. My whole life has been a fight for being bullied at school consistently. Kids threatened to kill me and going into graphic detail how they were going to do it. My own father beating me and calling me a F-got. To receive an industry blowback after speaking publicly about being sexually assaulted on the job. This was a victory that made it all that S-T worth it. Teddy Quinlivan. I guess this is him. That's him. He's a pretty boy. Very. Oh, he's a pretty girl. Uh, look at, look at, is that him? No, that's somebody else. Oh. That's uh, the Victorious. That's kind of scary looking. Yeah. Uh, so Teddy had walked the runways for brands like Chanel, Louis Vuitton, and Gucci. Before coming out as transgender in 2017. No, not too long ago. No. Just two years ago. Since then, he's continued to walk the Fashion Week runways, appear on magazine covers. Uh, he also appeared in beauty campaigns um, all over the place. So he commented on how important Chanel hiring him is for trans visibility in the fashion and beauty industries. I had walked two shows for Chanel while I was living in stealth. See Which I mean? means I hadn't made my trans identity public yet. Mm-hmm. And that's Stealth. what most of them are right now. Mm-hmm. And when I came out, I knew I'd stop working with some brands. I thought I'd never work with the iconic house of Chanel ever again. But here I am. 
I am the first openly trans person to work for the House of Chanel, and I am deeply humbled and proud to represent my community. Wow. Good for you, Teddy. Good for you. Go get him, Teddy. Go get him. Okay. This is just a fact. Uh, NPR yep. says, houses of worship find new life after congregations downsize. Mm-hmm. So no matter all what these churches are doing to bring the world in, rock and roll bands, smoke pots, um, pot, marijuana, marijuana communion, um, gay marriages, uh, miniature golf. Mm-hmm. Circus. Um, yeah, circus, uh, satanic rock music. Whatever they do to, to up their numbers so they can pay their salaries, they're still downsizing. You know why? Because in this generation, the younger generation, no one believes in God anymore. And there's no fear of God. There's no there's fear. Just unfortunate. No yeah, they weren't raised with God in the new generation. So... They're, they're lost. Houses of worship find new life after congregations downsize. And this is just, this is what's happening. This is a, it was an old church. Now it's a. Wow, look at that. It's called Clifton Heights Inn was once a Methodist church. And many of the guests who passed through are former congregants. Some had hosted weddings and anniversaries at the church turned in. It's now an inn. It's now a, you can stay there. Wow. Lisa and Dan Machea bought a century-old Methodist church in St. Louis back when, 2004, and they didn't think much about the cost of heating the place. The first heating bill arrived. It was five grand for a single month. Wow. I wonder they got to pay a lot of times. She just felt like crying, like, oh, my gosh, what have I got myself into? Over the course of a decade, the Machiacas, who both have hospitality backgrounds, renovated that 115-year-old church into a bed and breakfast. They repurposed it. It's called repurposing these buildings known as adaptive reuse. Adaptive reuse. I Mm. like it. Adaptive reuse for a church. It's becoming increasingly common as the religious preferences of Americans shift. I'm not making this up. It's from NPR. The percentage of Americans who belong to a church or mosque or a synagogue has declined in the last 20 years. Yep forcing some religious leaders to make difficult decisions, like sell their houses, their planes, their <laughs> boats, their three wives or mistresses, yeah. their bank accounts, and they have to sell their churches of worship and downsize. Mm. In the United States, many religious buildings were built during periods of religious growth. Uh, the buildings we have that were built in the 40s, 50s, and 60s are not really functional for today's perspective. Um, let's see. So too many classrooms, a little bit too big. Large religious buildings can fall into disrepair. Financial uh, burden on the congregations. It's a vicious cycle. No one's going there. No one wants to go to church anymore. So uh, so they revamp what they have. There's more than 6,800 religious buildings have sold in the last five years. Wow. More than 1,400 are currently for sale in the U.S. alone. Some will be sold to other congregations, while others will become something entirely different, like a nun-themed coffee shop. Wow. Can't beat that. It's called Cafe on the Abbey. I love it. Cafe on the Abbey. Co-owner Danny Ball calls its logo of a nun drinking coffee playful and respectful. The coffee shop is one part of a multi-million dollar development in Colombia, Illinois. Yeah, look at the picture of the goddess inside the circle. Yeah, drinking uh, coffee. Wow. Sheesh. 
co-owners, oh, I already read that. Uh, yeah, even the logo of Nun Drinking Coffee pays homage to the building's previous life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coffee shop is a one piece of an $8 million development. Includes a hair salon, event space, and loft apartments. Well, good for them. Good for them. And then they keep the stained glass windows and all that stuff. Yep. They got bed and breakfasts, a uh, whole bit. Yep. Churches are losing. Let's see. Last week, there was a lightning strike in Poland. Yes. And yes, it, yes, yes. I think it killed five or six five people. Five people. And injured like 150, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something crazy. Mass lightning strike. And then within a few days later, there was another lightning strike. There's at, actually been several. Yes, there has. Uh, and this one is uh, was at the Tour Championship, and it injured six people. Mm. There's a picture here of all these championship golfers flat on their butts. Mm-hmm. This was in Atlanta. Six people were injured last Saturday when lightning struck a 60-foot pine tree at the Tour Championship. They were taking cover from rain and showered. Then with debris... And hurt them. It's um, we saw there was another video that was going on. It was even on mainstream media where some some professor was walking from class. Yes, and that lightning just missed just him. missed him. I mean, like by a hair. It was it yeah. was incredible. So how many of you guys think that's normal? Not me. Who wants to think that's normal? Now mm-hmm. we had a volcano eruption oh. the other day, and it was supposed to be something like seventy thousand feet is what they they said. And um, that was going to contribute with the global cooling and blocking the sun and stuff. Well, you know what I heard today? Mm. They downgraded it to like 28,000. Yeah. Yeah. And um, highly suspicious because, you know, they downgrade earthquakes and things like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they downgraded it almost like three times the amount. But Mm. what's what's suspicious about it is the satellites that cover that because it's in Russia they're American satellites, and they have them there to for missile control to watch what's coming out of Russia mm. missile wise. And so here is these American government satellites that got it all wrong and said it, the plume was seventy thousand when it was only twenty eight thousand. And they make the mistake, of course. Mm. Then all the live pictures of the eruption can't be found on the internet anymore. Anywhere. Well, isn't that convenient? Yeah. yeah. So it's all like right. it's like they don't want people panicking yeah uh but it it is oh yeah, this is coming down pretty it, quick things are being purposely hidden from yeah. the public That's they don't sure. know they're too busy watching sports and they don't golfing care. and screwing around and you know they have no idea what's coming down I, I see people every day and i just i shake my head they have no idea Mm-mm. what's coming down no no idea um this is our uh this is this is our last story and this is our the the way things ought to be story, yes. the way it should be ought to be. I mm-hmm. had a couple of these. One I had uh, was this this gal who fought off some attackers who were trying to take her car. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, good for um, her. She was yeah a young mother. She basically she was uh, she came home from a place and she had her three year old kid in the back of her car, and these three yahoos armed with a uh, uh, crowbar stuff tried to steal her car. Mm, mm, and mm. so she fought them off all by herself. Bless and, her heart. Um, yeah, wouldn't give up her car keys and fought them off until they, uh, till the rest. She said at one point, she said, one guy had a crowbar, but because he didn't hit her with it yet, 
she figured he wasn't gonna. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, boy, she fought fiercely. So that's that's the way things ought to be. That was a good story. But the story we picked for you, yeah, is called "Genius Monkey Sharpens Rock Before Smashing It Against Zoo Window in Escape Bid." And the reason reason why this is a feel good story is because this monkey reminds me of of us. It's a monkey, you're trapped in this satanic matrix, this mm-hmm. phony system, just like a monkey in a phony zoo. Doesn't belong there. And he decides, I'm breaking out. I'm going to the real world. Inspiring. Exactly. And just like us, we, we broke out and we are citizens of heaven. Amen. Thank and you, Jesus. And we see clearly under this uh, flat earth and the firmament that this, this society that Lucifer has created is clearly a false, false system full of lies and deceit, Mm, and we hate it. So this little monkey here is in uh, China. Mm. And it says a genius monkey has been filmed picking up a rock and shattering his zoo enclosure window. (laughs) Plus his heart. Yeah. Uh, He did a good job, too. He did. The footage was taken on August 20th at the Xingxiao Shu. Say that real fast. <laughs> Xingxiao Shu, Xingxiao Shu. In China, he named promise. It shows, <laughs> it shows the Colombian white-faced capuchin lifting up the sizable rock above its head. Now, you know, it's white privilege, isn't it? Because he's white-faced monkey. He's got white privilege, That's so he's right. busting out. Uh, with the pointy end facing the window. And then it smashes the surface. The creature doesn't appear to use enough force, so he has another go at it. And this time, the window shatters into pieces. Except the monkey, instead of going out to freedom, it got scared and ran the other way. Mm -hmm. So the the moral of the story is if you're going to shatter out of the matrix, go all the way. Don't don't get scared. Keep going. But look at that little guy. I know. You go, little monkey. Mm -hmm. You escape the world. I'm cheering for the monkey. Me too. You escape. Uh, Visitors watch the scene unfold. They gasp in shock. As the glass boundary cracks and the monkey itself also runs in the opposite direction. The monkey was sharpening the stone, they say. It started hitting it on the glass. Um, I don't know how it sharpened the stone, but maybe it had uh, stone sharpeners there in its cage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The monkey scared itself away, but it came back to take another look and even touched it. So the lesson here is don't come back to the matrix and look at it. Run. Yeah. Run, little monkeys. It said that this particular monkey is unlike other monkeys. Obviously, it's pretty small. Oh, it says this one knows how to use tools to break walnuts. It says when we feed walnuts to other monkeys, they only know how to bite it. But this one could use tools. It's smart. Yeah. Um, but it had never hit the glass before. It's the first time. Uh, it's toughened glass, so it would never have got out. After it happened, we picked up all the rocks and took away all its weapons. Now, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the way it happens? <laughs> mm-hmm. Folks, you know, you try to break out of this matrix. You try to get out of it, you know. And guess what they do? They take, they try to take away your truth yep. to get out of it. That's why there's all these false teachers out there, false Bibles, Bible translations, Mandela effect, Bible changes, you know, all this stuff to try to take away your weapons mm-hmm. to bust out, you know? Uh, let's see. They said the glass would, uh, would be replaced and they would increase patrols to ensure no other animals attempt to escape. See, that's exactly what they do in the Matrix. Yep. We hate devils. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Look at this. Uh, pictures of some sex, sex bots, bots that could have coding errors. Look at that. And so they're prone to violence and could strangle humans. Can you imagine that? Your sex bot goes crazy. 
My goodness. Flesh-eating bacteria. There's all kinds of good stuff on the news. Um, and I think that's it. I, I Yeah, that's that's the last one, Jojo. Yeah. So. All right. Ciao, babies. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield.